0: Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Mark chapter five, what a powerful chapter. What a powerful chapter. There's so much need around Jesus literally in this time, all right, in this moment. And there's so much need today for Jesus Christ. And he truly is the answer. And I know it is cliche, but he is the answer. He is the very life that has given expression to all of creation. How can he not be the answer today? Before, as I start this sermon today, Part four, talking about the power of words. I want you to write this down. That's right, take out some notes. Get out your note uh, pad or your note uh, app right now on your iPhone or your Android, all right? I always forget Android, sorry. I I don't like y'all, no, all right? Uh, I want you to write this down. One of the most influential voices in your life, let me say it again. One of the most influential voices in your life is yours. Let me say it one more time. One of the most influential voices in your life is yours. Besides God's, is your voice in your life. Now, I don't know about y'all, but... uh... Uh, over the last year, I have gained uh, maybe not the COVID fifteen, but I have gained maybe the COVID five or the COVID seven, actually probably COVID eight. All right, to be honest with you. And right now, currently, I'm trying to get back in shape, get my summer bod. You know what I'm saying? Get ready for a vacation, vacaciones. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I love food so much. I mean, I love cake, I love Snicker bars, I love. The other day, we had a gathering at my home for my team. And uh, Carmen uh, Vargas literally left a whole tub of Hershey's uh, chocolates in my fridge. I'm talking about whole. So I've been nibbling on those things every night. Thank you, Carmen. Okay. You cannot do that. I'm at the the point where I tell my wife, honey, don't bring anything sweet home. I mean, tell your parents I can't take it home. All right, Michael, I'm a snacker. You know what I'm saying? I just grab, I grab, and I snack. I'm a snacker. Okay, that's what I do. So I'm trying to get in shape, but unfortunately I love food. And let me tell you, I can work out. I can, I can do my thing in the gym I, I, and I'll share that later. All right. But the thing is I love to eat. All right. I love pizza. I love wings. I love cake. All right. Thank you, Caroline, for the cake. The Bob, Caroline, all right. Juono made a boba cake in our church the other day. Oh my God, it was, it was amazing. Okay. Thank you, Jesus for boba cake. All right. So I'm trying to get in shape. And getting in shape really starts with the mornings, honestly. And I don't know about you, but sometimes in the mornings, I am so tired. I try to cut deals with myself. I don't want to wake up early. So I'm like, Michael, just give yourself five more minutes. All right, you know how you do that? Just give yourself, cut yourself. You start cutting deals. Michael, give yourself five more minutes and then you, you like hit the snooze button. But the next time you open up your eyes, you blink. It's like 35 minutes later. It's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have talked to myself that way and cut that deal. All right, but getting in the up and exercising and getting in shape, at least for me, I like to do it in the morning, all right? I like to get my blood flowing. I like to uh, start my day early and, and start working out. But to be honest with you, every morning, I don't feel like working out, okay? Every morning, I feel like sleeping, all right? My feelings just, I just wanna sleep more, okay? Uh, I, I, and hit that snooze button. So I have to talk myself until working out, Michael, just get up and do it. Michael, your summer body will thank you for this uh, COVID body. Okay, Michael, just this is this is the temple of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Work out and take care of it. All right, uh, you, Michael, be like Nike, just do it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, so so working out for me is also very spiritual. Uh, it's very it's it's what I love to just just exert myself to just release stress and and, and it's very spiritual for me. So one thing I'm doing right now a lot is I actually run. This week, I'm proud of myself. Come on, y'all. I ran uh, over, uh, over eight miles. That's right, over eight miles. And I tested myself this week. Michael, how fast can you run the mile? Can you guess, church? How fast? I ran it in 8.32. Come on, no, 8.23, excuse me. All right, 8.23. Come on, yes, you know what I'm talking about? All right, let's go. So I've been running to... Uh, stay in shape or to get in shape, excuse me. And you know, by the time I talk myself into running, I still got to talk to myself when I'm running. You know what I'm saying? Because when I'm running, everything, we just want to stop. Don't do it. Don't take another step. You're like, your, your heart rate's 179 beats per minute. Just stop. So I still got to talk to myself. Michael, keep on doing, be like Paul, the apostle. I'm running the race, all right? So I got to talk myself into working out. Most of life, a lot of life, not most of life, is about conversing with others. But a lot of the other side of that coin is also about how you talk to yourself. By the way, talking to yourself is normal, answering, replying back to yourself out loud. Is cray cray, okay? Is crazy. So don't do that out loud. In fact, my wife recently just told me she was at the ninety nine cent store, and she said that uh, she she was you know cruising the aisles with her little ninety nine cent cart, and uh, she loves the dollar store, by the way, and who doesn't, right? Um, and uh, uh, a lady out in the same aisle out loud just said, "Hey, how are you?" And my wife, so so friendly, so kind, was like about to reply until the lady started. Telling herself, I'm good. How about you? That's when my wife got her little car and started walking to another aisle. All right. Talking to yourself is normal. All right. Answering yourself back out loud might be a little cray-cray. Okay. This morning, I want to encourage you to talk to yourself the right way. What is significant about this story, and we're going to get into it today in Mark chapter 5, is, is so it's so beautiful, it's so epic, it's so, uh, there's a lot going on. But one of the things I want to take from this scripture to help motivate you, encourage you, and biblically teach you is watch this. She, the lady, watch this, she kept, in verse 28, for she kept saying, if I only touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. health. Let's open this up a little bit. Let's talk about this. All right. For she kept saying, if I only touch his garment, if I only touch his garment, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. Can I ask you a question right now? What do you sound like to yourself? What are you consistently telling yourself? How do you sound to you? Maybe people aren't your worst enemy. Maybe you're your worst enemy. And maybe it's not the devil getting on your nerves and the devil trying to bash you, but maybe it's yourself. And today I want to encourage you to love yourself for the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But after significant years in ministry, I've learned that people don't have necessarily always a hard time loving someone else, but they have a hard time loving themselves. And, some, and a lot of times that impacts the way they can love other people. But I want to teach you this morning, encourage you to love yourself, to have some self-respect, to have some self-dignity, to believe in the word of God more than you believe about what anyone else has said to you or made you feel to believe in God's word. Come on, the word will change your words. The, the word will change your world. Come on, somebody, God wants to change your language, to change your life. So what are you saying about yourself? You know, this story about this wonderful lady for 12 years, she was hemorrhaging. And the Bible talks about when uh, all the way to Old Testament Pentateuch, if there's a continuous flow of blood like this, it's actually considered unclean. It's actually considered impure. So this woman, was impure. She was unclean. And for years, she went to doctor after specialist after specialist, spending money, saving up money, spending money, save, uh, and saving money to spend it. And she continually was trying to be restored. And all of her hopes and all of her dreams and all of her desires for a normal life seemed to be broken. And can you imagine what she must have told herself for years? I, I just want to be healed, God. God, I just want to be restored. God, I must be stuck like this for the rest of my life. She might have, had a, 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 she might have talked to herself in a way that was not pleasant. All right. I wrote something down <clears throat> because I think it's so powerful. You know, I, I'm kind of pausing on purpose. There's a, there's a story, you know, the old fable, Aesop's fable, the 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 the, um, the the children's story about the hare and the tortoise. You know the, how the, there's so much potential that the hare has, and he's you know he has all the potential and the speed in the world, and the tortoise doesn't have much potential. He can only go at a certain pace at a certain rate, and they challenge each other to a race. And I'm very convinced that the re- that, that the reason the story turned out the way it did. Is because what they told themselves. Oh, come on, somebody! It's because what they told themselves. What they talked like. What they how they talked to themselves. You know, the hare told, told himself, "I can fall asleep right now." This tortoise is so. He was talking smack. He was he, he have so much uh, pride and 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 all my gifts and my skills. I don't need. I I, I can take a nap. And the tortoise, you know, he I believe he won the race because of what he told himself. Hey, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be persistent. And no matter what the hare is doing, my focus is on the finish line. And I'm going to do what I can with what I can. And I'm going to keep on going. I believe the story turned out the way it did is because of what they told himself. And if you, if you realize, and you remember that the hare lost the race because he woke up and he realized, oh, there goes the tortoise. I'm telling you this for a reason. Because you want your life to be better. You want to be healed. You want to be released from the demons in your life. You want a better marriage. You want a, a good family. You want a career. You want to be successful in your life. You want to grow in your life. But it's going to be predicated on how you talk to yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. What are you saying to yourself? And let me ask you a question right now Who told you you're not good enough? Who told you you're not, you can't be successful? Who told you? Who compared you to the other person? Who told you you're going to be a failure? Who told you that you can't get that job, you can't get the education? Who told you you don't have the looks, that you're not good enough, that you're not talented enough, that your dreams are, are just nothing? Can I ask you, who told you? Here's my follow up Who are they? Who are they? I'm 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 I have so much notes and I'm speeding through my notes right now because I want you to enjoy your father's day. But you know what's so powerful about this woman? It's she confessed what she believed. You tell yourself what you you do you say the things you say because of what you believe about yourself. Come on, somebody. You believe, that's why you you, you believe a certain way, that's why you say it. In theology and in school we always talk about this. People behave the way they believe. People behave the way they believe. This woman, look what the Bible says. It says, she heard the reports concerning Jesus. She had gone to 12 doctors. She had gone to uh, the doctor so many times and spent everything she, ha- she had. She has no more money, but she heard something different. She heard something new and she placed her faith in Jesus Without before she even took a step or a leap to him. She already believed that if I just, she told herself, even if I just touch the hem, if I let alone if he turns his face to me, if he stops and says hello to me, if he's still on his way, all I need to do is get in his midst and just touch the very hem. I just need to touch a piece of his thread and I have enough faith that I'll be healed. Come on, somebody, what are you telling yourself? She believed, therefore she said it. We say this all the time in Romans chapter 10. That's why it's powerful. Confess with your mouth, believe with your heart. You'll start to profess what you believe. So let me ask you a question today. What do you believe about you? Who told you that you're not good enough? The words we tell ourselves. Who told you you're not good enough? Why are you are focused on what, how they made you feel? And let me follow up. Who are they? Who are they? I think what's powerful about words, and I said it before, it's not just anyone saying anything. It, 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 the, the Words especially have so much, can have so much potential and damage and blessing is because of the ones we love the most that say, say these things. But I wouldn't, even t- I wouldn't even tell you who are they. People in my own family have thrown spears at me, bad ones, causing to, causing word, uh, uh, the intention was to damage me. But let me tell you, who are they? Let me tell you who God is. And I've shared it before. At the age of 16 years old, I was so dramatically, verbally, mentally abused. I was told all kinds of things in my life. And I will never forget the day that my aunt gave me a Bible and a Jeremy Camp CD. Oh, come on. And I did not like Christian worship at the time. I thought it was this pitiful like that's weird all right so she handed me a Jeremy Camp CD and I thought wow this dude is in pain and I can relate to this pain and I read John chapter one finished it at 16 years old and I started to believe what God says about me more than that what that family member said about me or more than the very words I believe about me I want I'm trying to get my church to talk to themselves the right way because when you start to talk to yourself the right way you're going to start making strides in the right direction. Let me say that again. I'm trying to get my church to talk to themselves the right way because when you talk to yourself the right way, you're going to make strides in the right direction. You're going to be because you're making strides to Jesus, you're going to sober up. Your marriage is going to get better. Your relationship with your kids is going to get better. Healing is on its way because of what you believe right now. You can be successful you can be a somebody, you can grow in the name of Jesus. That's one of the things I love about this lady and it relates to me in my life right now and starting a church about five years ago, all right? But in this process is that she believed it right where she was even before she even got to Jesus because she kept saying it to herself. She kept saying it to herself, just like you gotta talk yourself into working out because you don't feel like working out. You gotta do this with life, You got to do this with life because life is going to throw a bunch of feelings at you and you're going to feel like talking yourself right. Let alone talk to someone else right. All right. I'll never forget a time in my junior, no, it was my sophomore or junior year at Life Pacific University, which I love and I would highly recommend if you want a Bible degree. I, I got my biblical studies degree there slash theology. And I'll never forget, it was an exciting time in my life. I was getting getting married to the love of my life, to the most beautiful, gorgeous girl on the planet. And uh, I was, well, I was think I was 25, 24 years old, 24 years old. And it was the fall semester. I lived in the dorms and we were excited. We we're planning our engagement. By the way, that's a whole Let me tell you, if you're engaged right now, Christian, just let the wife, just let her decide, okay? Don't fight about the napkin colors. Just, you you know, you worry about, take care of the things after, okay? (laughs) All right. And uh, I remember I was excited. It was an amazing time. And uh, I loved school at the time. I remember as I entered the fall semester, I was going into my Theology two course, I believe, which was Old Testament Theology, And uh, I just wanted to be responsible and that's just kind of how I am. And I told my professor first day of class, I said, Professor Adams, that's right, Mr. Adams. All right, if you're watching, God bless you. All right. And uh, uh, I told Mr. Adams, hey, I'm getting married. This is an exciting time in my life. And uh, I just want to let you know, I'm going to take a few days. uh, I'm not going to be here for a few classes because when you go to school, you can only miss a certain amount of days. So I told him, you know, I'm not going to be here for a certain amount of days because I'm going to go on my honeymoon. I want to be with my honey, okay? Don't want to think about school, all right? My wife already finished school at this time. She was working full-time. I was part-time and going to school full-time. I'll never forget what he said to me. He kind of burst in my bubble. He said, and it surprised me. He said, Michael, these are the words he chose. He said, all right, he said, Michael, you need to drop out of school right now. I said, What? Drop out of school. I can't afford that. I don't got the time for that. And my wife will be upset. Her parents are going to be upset. My family is going to be like, what are you thinking, bro? Uh, He said, drop out. Like, don't, not even just like, don't take my course. Drop out of Bible college. All right. And I thought, "Uh, Mr. Adams, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. So some time passed. I got married. You know, it was awesome. It was great. And about four months, five months passed. And uh, I I will never forget uh, the last day of class, the the last day of school or the last day of the semester, the fall semester, um, I I told him, I went up to him. I said, Mr. Adams, do you remember what you told me uh, the first day of of class? And he says, no, I don't. (laughs) I said, you told me to drop your class and uh, because I was getting married and I should focus on that. I just want to let you know uh, that I aced your class. You know, uh, um, soteriology, harmartiology, piece of cake. Pastor Michael just passed it with flying colors. I passed it because of what I told myself. I told him in my head. He, he didn't hear this, but this. Who are you, bro? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know the Alfaros. We are, we are fighters, bro. You don't know what I can do. You don't know what I'm capable of, and I'm going to show you. In fact, that was what I kept telling myself all semester long. I'm going to show Mr. Adams. I'm going to show. I kept. T- I'm going to show Mr. Adams. I'm going to show Mr. That year, I believe I even made the dean's list. That's how good my grades were. Come on, somebody say Amen. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about yourself? You know, as I close, I want to talk about my dad for a second. <clears throat> uh, my dad is in heaven. He, he's uh, been poof, maybe 10, 11 years now. He died when I was at the age of 21 and my dad was a straight up G gangster, San Gabriel Valley. All right. He, he, he all tatted up all the whole shebang, bang, the whole laws and tube socks. You know what I'm saying? Smile now, cry later, all the bit. All right. Uh, um the last two years of my dad's life, uh, it, was an extro- it was extraordinary for me. I had struggled with building a relationship with my dad. I always loved my dad. And part of my favorite times with my dad, it was just watching uh, the fall baseball classic world series with him and watch the Yankees or whoever it was and just going to movies and, and, and so forth. I, I loved him. And a big part of my life was missing because he was always in and out of jail. And the last two years of uh, his life, uh, I remember him telling me uh, he, um, he had developed a rare form of cancer. And I remember him telling me, Michael, I want to go to church with you. And at that time, I was giving my life to Jesus. I was, I was gung-ho. I, and honestly, talking about what you tell yourself, when I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't care about the foo foo the foo-foo-ness of church. I didn't care about the who's who. I didn't care how good the worship team sounded. I, didn't care. I knew that I needed Jesus. So when I, when I would go to church, I kept telling myself, I need Jesus. Like this woman, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. This life that people talk about, this life that the Bible talks about, I need this life because I don't have this life. I, I want you to tell yourself that. If, 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 if you know you need hope, just tell yourself, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. He will come through. During this time, my dad said, Michael, I want you to, I want you to take me to church with you. And we developed a strong rapport and a great relationship. And uh it was bittersweet because at the time he had rare form of cancer. But my dad was a fighter. Alfaros are fighters. And if you know my little girl, she's already, she's already a fighter. Watch out, man. All right. Watch out. She's gonna karate. I already teach her karate, you know what I'm saying? She, you know, yeah, watch out, all right. Anyways. Uh, it was a bittersweet time. One of the things that my dad would tell himself having a rare form stage four cancer was I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to keep on going, man. I saw my dad fight to the very last breath. <clears throat> I remember he was such a fighter. He, there would be times I dad, can I take you to church? I take, you know, obviously he asked me, there'd be times where he said, Michael, I want you to pick me up today. I just, I think he needed alone time. He said, I'm going to take the Foothill Transit to West Covina from Pomona. Dude straight up, can't, stage four cancer t- took the bus. There'd be times where Kareem would, Pastor Kareem would be on the, bu- the car with me to take him home. He would say, Michael, you enjoy your time with Kareem. Take me to the bus stop. I'm going home. I said, dad, I'll take you home. You can ask my wife. Michael, he'd be angry. Stubborn. We're stubborn. Take me to that bus stop. I'll You enjoy your time. I'm going to go home. All right. But I'll never forget. He, he would tell himself, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. The doctors only gave him six months because it was such a rare form of a disease. But because he told himself every day, because of the earnestness of his faith and his belief, because he knew he needed Christ and he knew he needed to, to do to, um, to, to end things well, and get closure with his family, he, he was going to fight. And that six months turned into two years because he told himself he was going to fight. In fact, I remember uh, going to his chemo treatments. We would go, I'd take him to uh, 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 L- LA County Hospital, County Hospital. I'll never forget. This is one of the memories ingrained in my mind. I remember because the way he talked to himself, I remember there was another guy in another room. 20, 28 years old, at stage four cancer. My dad was 39, 40, actually 40 years old. And somehow he, he my dad was, my dad loved people. He, he just talked to people. He could talk to anybody. So my dad would literally take his little chemo, you know, thing, pull and IV and walk around the hospital And I remember, forget this twenty-eight-year-old. I I just stood aside and I just listened. I didn't say anything. And I guess my dad knew him and met him. And my the guy was saying, "Mike, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Tired of this. Can't do this no more. Twenty-eight years old, cancer stage four. Can't do this no more." My dad, you ain't going to quit, man. Stop complaining. (laughs) You get up and you fight, man. I'm going to fight. We're going to fight together. We're going to do this together. And my dad would roll, the TVs were on a big old rolling, like, like school, he'd roll a TV. Just watch TV, man. You're going to keep fighting. Can I ask you a question, what are you telling yourself? Don't give up. Things might be hard. Coronavirus is hard. Financial, for the finances of your household might be hard. Things might be hard, but t- t- talk, to, talk yourself up in the name of Jesus. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And if you know anything about this section of the Bible, David was, there was a major discouragement. Ziklag was uh, overtaken, all right, by the enemy. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. He talked to himself the right way. How about Luke chapter 15, verse 17? The prodigal son, even though it's not real, uh, It's a parable, but look with the prodigal son. He he reasons with himself and he came back to his senses and he said, if I only go back to my father's house. How about Proverbs 23 verse seven? So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Stop degrading yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Start believing yourself. In fact, I'm asking you to start believing the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What are you telling yourself? I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. You know, what's amazing is right now is the very last time I'm recording this message at the Cause Church. Why? Because we're so excited. We're going to be at the Calling Church next weekend. And I remember when things were closing down and it was getting scary a few years ago or a year ago, year and a half ago. And and things just didn't look good. And we didn't, I mean, our school was like, you can't meet here, bro. Okay. And so I I was wondering where we're going to do church. But I, I remember telling myself, I will never forget. I remember telling myself, Michael, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. Do not worry. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. I would say that to myself every single day. Michael, trust the Lord. Don't worry. God's going to come through. Trust the Lord. Someone needs to say that today to themselves. Don't worry. You may not understand how God's going to come through. That's not your part. Your part is not understanding. Your part is faith. She told herself, if I just get in his midst, if I just touch the hem of his cloak, I will be healed. She didn't say how she was going to be healed. or The details, all right, so to speak, what he was going to do. All right. I kept telling myself that today is, let me tell you this, God came through for this church. He came through for me. A dear friend of mine by the wonderful name of Pastor John Reeve and God bless Pastor Bob Reeve. Allowed me to stand right here on their very pulpit to continue this ministry. In that great news, in that great thing, God comes through. It's called faith. She believed in her heart, and it was a, what happened was a manifestation of her belief. What do you need to believe about you today? Come on, talk yourself up. Believe that you can, believe that you're able to, believe that you're gonna make it through. The doctors might give you a, a, a report, but believe God's report. He's the great physician. There's a woman in my church who's had cancer three times. Not one, not two, three times, but she has such a persistent faith. She believed every single one of those times that God was gonna come through and she's cancer-free. God has healed her every single time. What do you believe about you? Let this season be a different, let's just let it be a different. Talk like me in the morning. You gotta talk yourself out, talk yourself into working out. Start talking to yourself into what the word tells you. This, uh, this season of your life. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We will love to meet you. Also stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.